I mean, Psalms 37, verse 23. I'm going to read it in two translations. It says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. The New Living Translation reads, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. God is interested in every detail of your life. And the Bible tells us that our steps are ordered or they are directed of the Lord. In other words, God is in the business of giving you and me direction. He's leading us, showing us where to go, guiding our lives. And therefore, we have therefore the privilege or we have the responsibility of responding to the leading of the Spirit. And if we will let God guide us, if we will let God direct our steps, our lives will turn out much better. You know, God does a better job of guiding you than you do guiding you. And so this month, we want to talk on the title, Courage to Respond to the Leading of the Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit leads us. And the purpose of this series is to show you how God can guide you. We will look at God's word to show you how God guides you by working in you. We're going to discuss three areas in our lives where God is working in us. All right? And we, as we look at these areas in our lives, we will realize how God works in us to take us into higher levels of spiritual maturity. The three areas we will be talking about, first of all, are number one, how God guides us in helping us maximize our time. I'm going to show you how God helps you as you live every day that you don't waste your time. You use every day of your life in a meaningful way. You know, the Holy Spirit will not let you just waste away and waste your life. Secondly, we're going to study as well how God guides us in leading us to live Christianity at A level or A level Christianity. In other words, God guides you to live Christianity at the highest level possible. We will explain that. Why is I mean this morning? Number three, thirdly, we're going to also see how God guides us in helping us to occupy until he comes. What does it mean? To be men and women of influence. To be people who are using our gifts, using our talents, and, and, and being the voice of God in the different areas of responsibility. I'm going to show you that. However, this morning, this being the first Sunday, in our first lesson, we're going to discuss fully and explain when we say God is working in us, how does he do it? You know, and you know, as you've heard me say it before, you know, very often we use these words, and if we don't explain in a practical way what we're talking about, people will not understand. We know that the Bible tells us that God leads us in several ways. Number one, he leads us through his word. Number one. Number two, God leads us through prophecy. Number three, we know that God leads us through dreams and visions. All right? But today we're going to look at how does God work in us? 
Okay, how does God work in us? Somebody say, we'll look at how God works in us. Go with me to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and verse 13. Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. I'm reading from the King James Bible. It reads as follows. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, and now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, which is our, where we get our, our topic. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. All right. So Paul says to these Christians in Philippi, he says, my beloved, you've always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but even much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation. Look at your neighbor and say, work out your own salvation. Look at them again and say, work out your own salvation. With fear and trembling. Keep looking at them. Keep looking at them. Then tell them, for it is God who's working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, I read from Philippians 2 and I started reading in the middle of a sentence there in verse 12. And you know, it's wrong to start reading something therefore. Can you imagine? Therefore. You know, and, and, and so it's, I violated some rules, so I'll fill you in. All right? Somebody said, anytime when you read the Bible, when you see the word wherefore or the word therefore, find out what it is there for. <laughs> because if you say therefore it is there for something alright so let's go back let's go back alright the book of Philippians it's agreed through the early church that this book of Philippians was written by Paul the early church is unanimous in that testimony Paul when he wrote this letter like anytime you write a letter or you send an SMS or a WhatsApp there's always a purpose all right so the purpose of Paul in writing this letter was to thank the Christians in Philippi for having sent him a gift all right uh, when he was in detention at Rome at this time Paul was in detention and he was going through a very hard time and not so many people were giving him support even the people, Barnaba Abatwayeti, they had actually forsaken him. All right? So the church in Rome, I mean the church in Philippi, when they heard about his dissension, they sent a gift. However, Paul used this occasion to, to also uh, address several other things. Number one, he wanted to report to the church his circumstances. Number two, he wanted to encourage these Christians in Philippi to stand firm because it was a time of persecution. It was a difficult time for the Christian community. So he wanted to say to them, even if you're going through a hard time, you've got to rejoice in the Lord regardless of what you're going through. Amen. Thirdly, Paul wanted to exhort them that you need to be, stay in unity as a church. Don't be divided. And walk in humility. That's in Philippians 2 where he tells them about the humility of Christ. Then, fourthly, Paul wanted to commend Timothy to them and Epaphroditus. He, he wanted to say to them, I'm away, but I've got these two guys, Epaphroditus and Timothy. Uh, please receive them. I have sent them to you to come and help you. And number five, Paul also was also warning them because some erroneous teaching had started. 
okay? There was wrong teaching that had started there, and Paul was trying to warn them against that wrong teaching. So, in chapter 1, verse 27, when Paul was exhorting them to say, I want you to conduct yourself as citizens of heaven. Live like people who know that's not how Paul said it, but that's how I am saying it. And he's saying, whether I'm present or not, continue growing. Are you, are you listening to me, Basalan? Whether I'm there or not, continue doing that. So I'm exhorting, therefore, to work out your own salvation. And work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now watch this. You may ask yourself, what do you mean, Paul? Work out your salvation? What are you talking about? Are you saying these people must work to get saved? Are you saying these people must work to go to heaven? No, not what Paul didn't say. Paul didn't say work for your salvation. What Paul says was work out your salvation. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. And Paul, when he he is writing, obviously he's writing to people who are already saved. So there, there's no way he's telling them to work for salvation because we can't work for salvation. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, by grace are we saved. So we can't work for salvation. You can't work hard enough to deserve salvation. You can't do that. But it says you must to work out your salvation. So the expression work out is a term, when you look in the Greek, he is saying carry out to an ultimate goal. Carry out to an ultimate goal your salvation. Now, I know why some of you are confused. Because many times when we use the word salvation, we are talking about being born again. But the word salvation is a, is a complete word. It means to be born again, to be healed, to be made whole, to be protected. It means to, to, to grow, to mature, it means to, to, to walk in the fullness of who God is. The word salvation talks about everything that God gives you. It includes being born again, but it is, not, it is not confined to being born again. In other words, when you come to Christ, you receive salvation. All right? You receive salvation. You start first by being born again. But there's other things about what you received in Christ that must still become a part of your life. So Paul says, there certain things that you must still learn. All right? So he's using that term work out exactly like they do in mathematics. Now when I went to school, they used to give us the problem. I guess I heard from some teachers that when you said the problem. You, you young people, you don't call it mathematics, you call it math. I guess that's what you call it, man. Math, yeah. So they used to give us math to go and work out. And when they give you a problem, you have mathematics to work out. Usually when you work out a sum in mathematics, you always start with formulas that you know. All right? To be able to answer their question, you must always start with something that's existing. You base working out this sum on something that you already know. So you use what you know to be able to come to the answer that you don't know. 
This is exactly what he's saying. So what Paul is presupposing here is that when he says work out your salvation, is that at least you already have something on Upulusito, at least on a starter pack. It's almost like these days when we buy cars. You know, the koloi, honale koloi, ena echo tunke entry level koloi. Let's say entry level ya koloi. Let's say entry level ya koloi. Yona, it's a complete car. It's a complete car. Yona, it's a mayako strateng. Inale driver lo, inale hutara, inale difestere, inale everything. Except that there are certain features that are missing. Mara, yona ke koloi. Okay, okay, yeah. The windows are there. It's not electric windows. You understand what I mean? How reverse are there? Are no sensors. So Paul is saying, when you got saved, God gave you a starter pack. God gave you entry level. There are other features that God wants you to add to your life. Yeah. God wants you to be a full house. Some of you, you got born again, but you're not filled with the spirit yet. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues. When are you going to heaven? There's no question. Heaven is your home. There's no question. Mara, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. See, if you are to die now, you'll go to heaven, even if you don't speak in tongues. There's no question, but, but you see, God wants you to speak in tongues. Some of you, you are born again, but you, you are not walking in health. Mara, you are not walking in health. Yes, some of you pull the Mara, lace. Oh, let's see what lace. Lace Santa no is a macho niece. I can see why I can't work a macho niece. Some of you pull the but you still lie. Or disorganized. You're always late. How many of you are sitting next to somebody like that right now? Always late. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. But Paul is saying, we want you to be full house. Work out your salvation. Tell your neighbor, work out your own salvation. Tell them again, work out your own salvation. Say it again, work out your own salvation. You see, that word salvation refers to being chosen by God. Watch this. In John 15, 16, Jesus says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He says, and I have ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. God wants you to be a fruitful Christian in every area of your life. Yeah, not only does God want me, he also wants me to be well financially. God wants me to be well in my thinking. God wants me to be healed in my body. God wants me to use my gifts and use my talents. God wants me to be able to be full house. Somebody say full house. Some of you sons and did this data pack. Entry level. Paul says, no, I want you to work out. I want you to work out. 
Now, note what it says in verse 12. He says, work out your own salvation. Somebody say your own salvation. In other words, don't sit there looking at how other people haven't fully matured. Mind your own business. Oh, shaba, yaba, yaba, yaba. You know, it's easy for us to look at other people and judge them. Yeah. You can see with honor they don't have the fruit of the spirit. Maraloa no dula only late. He says, work out your own salvation. In other words, take personal responsibility for your own growth and your own development. Put yourself on a growth curve. Put yourself on a school to grow and mature. Be, be your own project and your own project manager. Could it be intentional about saying, this year, I've been hearing about how God speaks to them. I don't know how that works. I have never even heard God speak. I don't, I'm not even sure. I'm going to start growing in that area so that Linda God can speak in my life. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. It should be something you desire. To say, Linda, I desire to walk. Uh, yeah, I desire to be, to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Instead of being a spectator. So he says, take personal responsibility. But then he says, he says, Work it out with fear and trembling. It's not the fear of terror, but it's the fear of self-distrust. In other words, I'm being sensitive to the fact that when the Holy Spirit is prompting me, he wants me to take personal responsibility. So he says, it is God who's working in you. Somebody say, God is working in me. Say it again. Say it again. I want you to know, even if you feel like God is not aware of you, God is working in you. Yeah. Even if you feel like God has forsaken you, God is working in you. Maybe it's like I left food today. God is working in you. Maybe not through the left foot, but God is working in you. You may be feeling frustrated, but God is working in you. One of the greatest things that we don't do as Christians is to, to, to cultivate an awareness that God is working in me. Somebody said, we've got to develop a God-inside-minded consciousness. God is working in me. Every time, Ketamaya, God is working in me. Yeah, God is working in me. Yeah, God is trying to get you to a different level of working. God is trying to take you to another level of working for him. God is working in you. Somebody say, God is working in me. 1 John 4, 4, the second part, it says, greater is he. That is what? That is what? That is what? Greater is he that is in, in you than he that is in the world. Somebody say, God is working in me. Colossians 1.27, the second part, it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, God is working in you. I said, God is working in you. Look at your neighbor who's not saying amen. I said, God is still working in you. Yes, I saw. God is working in you. Amen. You'll see it next week when we talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When you come to verse 16, Paul says it is the same God who works all in all. It is the same God who, who works all these gifts in all people. Oh, God is working in you. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. 
the Weymouth translation says in that verse 13, for it is God himself whose power creates within you the desire to do his gracious will. And also brings about the accomplishment of that desire. So it's, it's, it's kind of breaking it down to show us how God works in you. How does God work in you? Number one, it is God who, who creates within you the desire. The first way he works. He creates within you the desire. See, see, when you see yourself desiring to walk in healing, when you see yourself desiring to pray longer, when you see yourself desiring to understand the Bible more, when you see yourself desiring to be used in the gifts of the Spirit, when you see yourself desiring to be in the ministry of helps, when you see yourself desiring to join a kairos, you, 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 you thought it's you. It is God. Who's working in you. And this is why you'll note. Once you start putting yourself. In an environment of godliness. And you start reading God's word. And living for God. And being in worship. You realize ever since you started living like that. Your desires have become so different. Now you want to pray longer. Before you didn't even want to pray. But now you want to go. To a whole night prayer meeting. I'm here to tell you, you thought it was you who was desiring that. In the meantime, it was God who is working in you. I'm here to tell you, don't you ever look down upon your God desires. Oh, yeah. It is God who is working in you, creating the desire. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like what David says in the book of Psalms. Uto areng, areng, areng. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. I used to read that years when I was younger. I thought when I delight myself in the Lord, whatever I desire, God will give me. That's true. Mara, there's a part before that one. When I delight myself in the Lord, God will give me the desire by creating the desire. Ah. If you want to know what it means to delight yourself in the Lord, go to Psalms chapter 1. Verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. David shows us how we delight ourselves in the Lord. We delight ourselves in the Lord when we meditate in his word day and night. We delight ourselves in the Lord when we spend time in prayer, in the presence of the Lord. And when you delight yourself in the Lord, God begins to change the desires in your heart. You no longer want to buy anybody who does anything that's wrong. You want to do what is right. You thought it was you who was desiring to live right. In the meantime, it is God working in you. Now you have different desires. You want to look after your family. 
You want to be a good husband. You want to be a good wife. You want to obey your parents. You thought it was you. In the meantime, God is working in you. You know, every time I read this verse, I cannot but remember when I was 11 years old, good Dutch reform. As an 11-year-old child going to Sunday school since I was six years old. But our Sunday school teachers never used to be committed. They, they never used to last. And as I was in Sunday school, I remember being so concerned that the teachers didn't come. And I decided on my own that now that the teachers are not coming, I will stand up and teach. All the years I told people, I just stood up and taught until I read this verse. And then I realized, no, 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 no. It was God. I said it was God. When God works in you, there's nothing spectacular. When I started Kibale concern that the teachers are not coming, there was no lightning. There was no thunder. Or if I was in Nigeria, I would say there was no tunda. There was no tunda. There was no lightning. The earth didn't shake. The sky didn't turn blue. There was no big booming voice. It was just a desire. It was just a concern. How fitakastrata ubana somebody's house into this right over concern. When I'm not no, why nahanela fell. How look at home selling over the twenty sets of my hand over the concern or whatever, maybe Linanka? It is God. How many times do we miss God working in us? Because we are looking at Him working in us in a spectacular way. We want somebody to prophesy over us and say, You over there, your no phone number 083478. Man of God! Man of God! Man of God! And yet there are things that God has been bringing up in your spirit as you pray. He's been bringing them in your heart as you've been spending time. He says, but hey, it's God who's working in you. Watch, watch, watch. He says, it is God who's working in you both to will and to do. Of his good pleasure. So God works in me. Number one, he creates the willingness, the desire. Something that troubles you. 
He's working on you both to will and to do. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is important. When God creates in you the desire, like I started, I stood up responding to teach, but I had never gone to school to know how to teach. But I'm just responding. As I started teaching, all of a sudden, I realized I had abilities I never knew I had. So watch. Not only does God grant you the desire, he equips you to fulfill the desire. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. So in other words, God grants you the desires to grant you the desire. As you reach out to those things that you are desiring, God brings fulfillment of those things. God brings a manifestation of those things. Somebody say, it is God who's working in me. Note what it says. It says, who creates within me the desire and watch, not to do my thing, to do his will. See, it's not about you. It's about doing God's will. God is guiding you in the path of his will. God is directing you in the path of his will. When you thought Urutabana, Kosande school, you didn't know Urumudimu is preparing you for one fundis. I thought I'm just doing it. What I didn't know is that God is putting me in the oven. He's leading you one step at a time. There's nothing I'm going to a waste of time. Even if it may look like equale, it's still part of the whole package. Can I hear an amen in the house? My goodness. Kitty guy today, kitty one. Kitty one. Next week, Sunday. I'll be celebrating next week, Sunday, because I was called into the ministry on the 8th of July, 1979. Yeah. Filled with the Holy Spirit on the 4th of July, 1979. So a few days from now, I'll be celebrating my Pentecost. And I'm thinking about it. Why watch? But I'm thinking about it. All of that was a continuing story from 11 years old. Somebody say, God is working in me. Note what it says. Creates in you the desire to do his gracious will and brings about the accomplishment. The Bible in basic English says, for it is God who is the cause of your desires and your acts for his good pleasure. Wow. The Amplified Bible reads, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing you, and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So God grants you the desire. When you go after the desire, he equips you to fulfill that desire. Yeah. God just gives you a desire. Oh, no, why don't you become a school teacher? I think, yeah, why? Why, 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 why? Why, 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 why? So you go out, you apply. Application successful. You get out there, you start teaching, then you become one of the best teachers ever. 
And before long, you get a promotion. You become a lecturer at university. Before long, over a professor. Before long. And, and, and the, 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 there was no lightning. You just responded to the inward promptings of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to show you seven things that will help you recognize how God is working in you. Seven. Thank you. Thank you for being a good congregation. congregation As long as you put it into practice, Bazala. All right? So we're going to go quickly. Are you ready? Yes. The first way to discover how God works in you or to discover God's purpose for your life, number one is, what is the real desire of your heart? And I'll give you the verses. We won't read them. Psalms 37, verse 4. Good, in other words, as you've spent time in prayer, as you have spent time in the Word, king that keeps coming up and it's a real desire. I'm not talking about you copying somebody. What is it that really, really in your heart is a desire that God is really, you know, I, I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that our teachers are not coming to Sunday school as a child. I just couldn't. I couldn't dismiss this thing. What's the real desire of your heart? Number two. What is it that stirs your passion? It is a chiseho. How we we when you do this thing, you, you, you come alive. You feed on it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the World Cup. Isn't this amazing World Cup? Whoever thought Portugal would already be out? Or oh, some of you, you don't even know what we're talking about. But do you see how those guys score those goals? They are fiery players. They are fiery. They are exp- In fact, the commentators said they are explosive players. That's what we call passion. Yeah, that's what we call passion. You know, I like watching that, Barcelona, because oftentimes, now I'm not just watching them. I'm saying, nah. When it comes to my God. That's why I, that's why I enjoy preaching. I'm not going to stand here and just preach like I'm half dead. Never. I love what I'm doing. I'm passionate about it. That's why I can no stop. Ah! What is it that when you do it, even if when you do it, you come alive. I remember when I when we had our church in Midrand, when we had our church in Midrand, when we started, you know, we, I used to preach two services. You know, I'd preach here, three services sometimes, preach first service, second service, then they would drive me over. And I would fall asleep with the back two services. I mean, it's not easy. Hey, you must try doing what I'm doing. You must try this. You must try this. This is not easy. And I'd be so tired, Pastor. I'm being honest with you. I'd be so tired. The minute I got up to speak, I became a different man. Hey! 
That's what passion does. What is it that you are passionate about? Some of you, you are too neutral for my liking. Huh? You are too indifferent for my liking. Nothing moves you. You don't like anything. You're not passionate about anything. There's nothing that moves your heart. When you always ooh, connected, ooh, cool, ooh, calm. How? Sugar man. Look at your neighbor and say, Sugar man. You can't be like Hey. What is it, Pastor Anna? Keep up on my bishop. They were co-crossed at the overall. She left very early yesterday. This whole week on Saberakana Lintuele, SD Caporatisabera. She left early, she came late. Lauka Raskaya, Kaitu Loya, Lanka Raskaya, Kurikit, Kesenyanak. Even if you come advise how fit of Skyet are so, Kurikaituri, Kesenyanak. But that's a passion. What is it that you're passionate about? Some of you have no passion, myself. It's even worse when you are young and you have no passion. Soon as when you are young and you are just neutral, you are holding a nix, no passion. Number three, know what flows naturally with your gifts. King and how you just flow. It's like that, you know. It's like you know, like I'm saying, you know, there's people. How about now? I be fella. We don't have horrible hair. Oh, how much you know? You know, you know when you look at them, kodi 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 idols. Huh? When you look at them, God, the idols say, "Mucho tabela ba." Oh, when did the judge do what? Shame, just one. Half it's at the judge in Obera. What was that? About Ukulumangan? The naturalas. What is it that flows naturally? All of us, my God, there's something God gave you. Elor, when you do it, it's almost like second nature. You don't struggle, Moyon. And it's not just in terms of gifting Salapolohubina. Some of you, God's given you gifting, you know how to deal with money. Money is attracted to you. But you see, if you don't know what to do with that gift, you become careless with it. I, I watch in my own life. I've always led, I've always been a leader, even Munyan. Always you know, that can be bad because I'll lose on Gabolora. It's so bad. What is it? Some of you, you haven't started yourself. Number what? Let's run now. Number four, seek counsel from matured Christian. In other words, let matured Christians counsel you in terms of where your giftings are. You see? Seek counsel from them. Sometimes when I feel certain desires coming my way and, and I'm not sure is this where God is leading me. So I, there's people who are matured Christians. Say, no, I've been thinking about this. I've been, what do you think? Because they are led by the spirit of God as well. Number five, I'm running. Listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. What is it that when you do it in your, when you do it, the Holy Spirit gives you peace in your heart. Peace. You know, when, I, when I'm leading a church, I'm at peace. You know, I was asking myself the other day, or you know, you know, I wonder if I was to leave the church, what I would do with my life. I'm telling you the truth. You know, I will never, I will never keep your money. Because there's nothing that gives me more peace than what I'm doing now with my life. Yeah. It may not have other perks, but it's okay. I'm at peace. The Holy Spirit is witnessing. 
Number what? Number six. What is it that what is it that you can give yourself to a hundred percent? Hundred percent. No holds bad. You see, you, you, you know that people get into things where they are not they are not really gifted or called in that they are not even passionate. So what they do is because they're not giving themselves 100%. When you give yourself 100% to something, you'll be the first to arrive, the last to live. You don't need to be supervised. You give yourself to an extent that what about patal or about patal? It doesn't matter. The first three years of me leading this church, I was never paid. Three years ago, fell up And there was no, even when they started paying me, there was no back pay. <laughs> Nothing. I use several cars to reduce them almost to the ground. For the church. It's okay. Some of you, that's what the attitude you must have when you are starting your business. Yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing today, we are living in a time when people don't know how to give of themselves fully to what they want to do. Come up, Yeah. You want to have something that's great, a big business. You want to have whatever. But you don't want to give yourself. Huh? It's your own business, Marofikale. It's called your own business. It's your own business, Mara. You steal the money out of the till from your own business. Huh? It's your own business, but you can't corner us. It's your own business, but you want to work the same amount of hours as the people Baba Tashi say. If it's your own business, you must work longer than them. Ten times harder because bona ubakashi it's a wena kebo piloba how? Kebo piloba how? Oh, I'm telling you, kebo piloba how? Your attachment to what it is your mission should be much more higher than anybody. There should not be any amount of sacrifice that you can make. Even if you sleep few hours, you do it because it's your mission. But I see people who start things, they want to act like Bakrashit. Hmm? It's your own business, Mara. You are late, you don't give enough time, you never focus on what you do, you are never. Remember, if it's your own thing, you must pay a price or you'll suffer sometimes. Sometimes you have to forego certain things. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. Sometimes how holy that month. You give your workers muholo, Mara, when how holy. Hey, you don't like my sermon. It's all a while. It's like I must continue now. now. But this is, this is why sometimes when I look at people, I realize God is trying to work in them. But these people will never get to where God wants them to be. You just see just by their own disposition. Yeah, it's a And in conclusion, what is it that when you do it, it produces results? See, wherever God is equipping you and whatever God is equipping you to desire and to go after and put his desire in you, when you do it, you will produce results. You know, sometimes I worry when people do things and they don't work forever. Let, let, let me use a church, for instance, or any business. If you're always in crisis mode, then there's, there's, there's a question I must ask you, a very serious question. There's two possibilities. Either you are hopelessly misplaced where you are. 
you are in the wrong wrong calling or wrong profession now please understand whatever we do will always go through a time of challenge there are times when the church goes through problems and so on but if we are now already problem in 24 7 365 and a quarter for 10 years and 15 years you are fasting you are praying you are binding the devil and nothing is working I have a suggestion. Maybe an observation. I'd like to put it to you. I'm actually putting it to you. That you might just be in the wrong profession. Because if you are in the sweet spot of God's will, you will be successful finally. I'm telling you, Wazala. I'm telling you. Yeah. 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 Jesus says, I've chosen you. You haven't chosen me, but I've chosen you. That you should go and do what? And bring forth fruit. If what you are doing is not working, we booster, we we steroids, we bind we loose, and still 10 years later, it's not moving. I think wrong. I think you are in the wrong place. I think you are trying to sing when you are not gifted in singing. Your voice can all of us. So I think maybe you must start being a motivational speaker than a motivational singer. And there's people all around I find all over the world. And, and, and I'm being very, I'm saying this in a, advisedly. We, we mislead people when we say whatever you want to do, you can do. Never. If it doesn't fit with your calling and your gifting, it's not going to work for you. I always tell my, my, my bishop, I would be the worst business person ever. I'd be the most miserable business person ever. Because, you know, even if I handle money well, I'm not great at doing business. I don't know how to go get my money. I'm just not like that. And, and when you run business, you must, there's a point where you must put grace aside. Yeah, I tell you. So I know, I know. That, and so I've had many proposals over the years. People coming to me with business deals that you can be a partner here. You can go into business. And I tell them, I know I'm a hopeless businessman. I'm hopeless when it comes to doing business. Now, I can account for money. You see the way we run the church. I'm accountable with the money. We know how to use money wisely. But business is not my line. You should know what is not your line. What is it that when you do it, it produces results? Go to ask yourself that question. What is it? There's results that come. Other people fail, Marawana, you don't fail in that area. Other people have to work a million times harder than you. When you put in this much of effort, you get this much of results. Why? Because it is where God has gifted you. It is where God is working in you. Can I hear an amen? As you go into that area, the spirit of God goes into work in your life. Oh, can you imagine being in the sweet spot of God's will for your life? Can you imagine over the years what God is going to do through you? I can't just imagine the people that God's going to raise up in this place. But unfortunately, not many people are aware of how God works in them. Even if God is working in them, they are not aware. God is prompting them. God is leading them. God is guiding them. But they are, no, they want. But but God says no. Yeah, voices, yeah, ubina. Kya kubuwa. 
Are you understanding? You can sing in the shower uli one, okay? Mara kikupa don't sing in front of other you na bua. How ka bua one so you'll have something. How many of you are glad that you came today? Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Somebody say God is working in me. Say it again, God is working in me. Creating in me the desire. I will not overlook the God desires that God is planting in my life. I will respond to the God desires that God is planting in my life. God is working in me. Creating in me the desire and the ability to reach my purpose. God helping me. I will be fruitful. God guiding me. I will be successful. God being on my side. I will achieve my goals that come from God. For I'm a child of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. My steps are ordered by the Lord. My steps are directed by the Lord. My life is ordered by the Lord. And as I take every step, God is moving me from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from anointing to anointing. God is working inside of me. I will be sensitive. I will listen to the voice of God. I will respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I will go into it with passion, commitment, dedication. For God is working in me. Give the Lord a hand if he's working in you. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a big hand as if he's working in you. Hallelujah.